Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is Friday. It is Crazy Friday, May 3rd, 2019. And today's show, I will reveal to you what the new theme song for 2019 will be. All of us should we should be playing it, sharing it, and doing anything we can to scream the words out. And I'll play it for you after I tell you what we're going to talk about today. So earlier today, I received information from my own insiders within social media companies to determine and find out why this ban from Facebook and Instagram happened. And you will not believe it. Flying right under the radar with billions and billions of dollars claiming to be nonpartisan is one foundation that is behind all of this. Hmm. And not only that, you think that it's not going to be time where they're going to get you? At least I have my airways, right? At least we have the airways. And remember, I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern time on Red State Talk Radio. And if you're listening to me on your cell phone, uh, if you have an Android, you can just simply ask, okay, Google, play Red State Talk Radio. Or you can tell your, you can tell Siri, Siri, play Red State Talk Radio when it's time to tune in. So today, I will tell you about this foundation. You know, everyone talks about Soros. Soros is peanuts compared to this one. It's based in Chicago. It's got a lot of clout. And boy, did Zuckerberg take them and run with it. But why is the question. Now, later on in the show, I will tell you about a grand jury, um, something (laughs) that will be unsealed on Thursday. And coincidentally, the person that is being indicted on Thursday and that will be unsealed will also be on TV, which makes me angry. I wanted the bracelets. I wanted us to put them where they should be because it's dangerous if we don't. So we'll talk about that. Now, let's start with the theme song that everyone should understand what is at stake here in regards to censorship. Uh, Because what you need to understand is that censorship is a way of determining that your public expression, your presentation, is dangerous. So censorship should almost always, not almost always, should always be ethically condemned 
in nations that believe in freedom. One must understand that, yes, when you publish things or say things, you can be held accountable for what you say or publish or compose if that, in a court of law, is determined defamation, slander, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have to see that society in itself is capable of taking care of each one's actions, right? Uh, you know, our speech is uh, our perceived way of expressing our inner thoughts. And it has consequences, of course, because it's out in the environment. It's externalizing our interests and conveying them to our community. Thought is, you know, the function of our comprehension, ability to analyze and articulate in our own mind a concept. Speech is to be able to put that out to your um, close proximity and extended community. Now, to exile someone from the community is to disallow them to express the, 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 the most innate freedom that we know exists, which is the freedom of speech, and to convey your emotions and thoughts in the form of speech. You must understand that intervention and exiling people from their community... And disallowing them to express their feelings or will and make them accessible to others that may or may not want to have access to it is indeed actions of a totalitarian regime. Freedom of speech and expressing your communication is a unique human privilege. It's through speech that the caveman for the first time decided that through communicating with his fellow other human being that they can go together and hunt because they share the same notion or thought of let's go hunt for food and thus make it safer for them because they, they share the same ideas, the same thoughts. It is accepted when you, when you hear speech it is received by our brain by hearing it or seeing it, not by touch or taste or smell. It's not like you can smell the words or taste them. It is benign. It falls to the ears and to the eyes. And you have the right to close off your ears and close your eyes if you do not want to hear it, if you do not want to partake in it. So in essence, speech does not damage our tissues and causes no bodily harm to a human being because the human being within the vicinity of accessing that speech by seeing it in written word or hearing it by audio they are able to remove themselves from the situation therefore speech in itself cannot be considered dangerous you see People will make arguments that there is something called dangerous speech. There is one specific person, a scholar at the American University, that claims that people that have influence, 
that people that have, you know, a, a following, uh, they are liable for dangerous speech. And one might say, well, Maxine Waters incited violence. That was dangerous speech. That was actually asking people to incite violence. Providing criticism to the government, providing criticism to companies and large institutions is not. Regardless if you are one man with one with a one man show or one man or woman with millions listening to you those that have access to your speech also have the right and the ability to exclude themselves from your influence by choice thus any argument to say that Laura Loomer, Alex Jones, even Louis Farcon, you know, he has the right to say whatever he wants. <laughs> you know, Paul Joseph Watson and probably myself soon. They can't be dangerous. They can't. Their rhetoric, their speech is simply words either on paper or sound that cannot harm an individual. What the case here is, is the case of ideas. It's not speech. What they are claiming to be dangerous to people. Milo, how is he dangerous? He's actually very entertaining. But why are they saying this? Because they are telling you that ideas, that thoughts, ideologies, and movements are dangerous. And who are they? Well, we'll get to it. For now, let's take a little break and listen to what I believe should be our anthem. Oh! 
continue the song throughout the hour. What people need to understand that the clear definition of freedom is the right to speak. The right to speak, it is defined as the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. It's 2019. Social media is a mode of communication. Social media is how we speak, how we express ourselves, how we talk in written word and spoken word through various means that we have access to. What Facebook has done is waged war against freedom. And if people don't seem to understand that, then there's no hope. This is about freedom. It's not about just freedom of speech. It's freedom in general. Because remember, freedom is when it's absent, we are slaves. We are told what we can say, what we can do. And right now, your thoughts are also under attack because if you share any of their contact on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you are also banned. So you cannot think and you cannot show support for those that they claim are dangerous. Their ideas are dangerous, so you must stay away and we are shielding you. That is not your job, Facebook. That is not your job, Instagram and Twitter. If anything, maybe you should take down, you know, Maduro's Facebook page. Maybe you should take down Ilhan Omar's, uh, you know, Instagram account. Take a listen to what Laura Loomer discovered and published just a couple of days before she was banned from Instagram. Take a listen. It's Laura Loomer here with another crazy story about social media bias and left-wing hypocrisy for you. So Ilhan Omar was in her car filming her daughter on Instagram. And then what she did is she tagged her daughter's Instagram page. And you may be thinking to yourself, okay, who cares? Well, her daughter is six years old. And according to Instagram's terms of service, you have to be at least 13 years old in order to have an Instagram account. So not only is Ilhan Omar subjecting her six-year-old underage daughter uh, to the internet after claiming that she supposedly was receiving tons of death threats incited by conservatives, uh, but her daughter is on Instagram violating terms of service. And the reason why this is worth pointing out is because Instagram has made it their goal to censor and silence Donald Trump Jr., who of course is an adult, uh, he is well above 13 years old, and he's the son of President Donald Trump. And so why is it that Instagram finds it more important to silence the views of Donald Trump Jr. instead of deleting the account of a six-year-old who is not supposed to be on Instagram? If you guys recall, two weeks ago, left-wing media rags like the Huffington Post and Daily Beast targeted me and decided that they were going to launch a campaign to try to get me banned from Instagram and Facebook. Why? Because I posted facts about Islam and Ilhan Omar. So I have a story for you guys. Since you guys are such big fans of the Instagram terms of service and because you people at these left-wing rags uh, make it your goal to constantly whine about people who violate terms of service, here's a story for you. Why don't you go write an article about how Ilhan Omar's daughter is in violation of Instagram terms of service and why don't you call on Instagram to remove the account since it actually is a violation of the terms of service, right? How about that? How about you guys go do your job?
So what she made clear, first of all, if you guys actually watch the video, Ilhan Omar is driving while she's taping her daughter. They are in a moving vehicle. Her daughter's not wearing a seatbelt. Or maybe she is and you can't see it. But at her age, she's supposed to be in a car seat. So where is CPS? And because you really get tickets and pulled over for that stuff. My youngest daughter, even though she was 10, she was extremely thin and tiny. So I was forced to have her in a car seat. She hated it. She was like like a baby. Uh, you know, she hated it because she wasn't by the weight limit or anything like these are things that, that, that are, are, you know, all of us can agree with safety first, et cetera, et cetera. And it is safer for children to be in a car seat when they're a certain weight because the seatbelt can cut right through them. That's the whole point, et cetera. Now she made that clear just a couple days ago and then she gets banned, but it's not, they were organizing this guy's. This isn't something that came out of the blue. This isn't something that just happened. What people need to understand that, you know, I keep getting people saying, well, you only have freedom of speech against the government. No, you have freedom of speech as your innate right. Freedom of speech is the ability to express yourself. Either that by coloring your hair pink, by saying what you think, by cringing your nose at something, by saying you don't like something, by not purchasing something, you're expressing what you like and what you don't like. That is freedom of speech. And in Western democracies, we consider that a human right because people have literally died and paid for it with their life. And right now... It's not a matter of us being in danger of losing it. This battle is already being lost. What we need to do is win the war. And ultimately, what you have to understand, that speech is an expression of ideas. And it's not the speech that they're targeting. That's the battle. The war is ideas. The war is thought. This is what they are trying to do, is thought. Thought processes. You are not allowed to think things. Ideologies are under attack. This is what you express with speech. You have to understand that the threat isn't coming from an external government like China or Russia coming at us. The threat is coming from within our own country, our neighbors, our people. There are people out there cheering that Louis Farrakhan was banned. No, leave him alone. Nobody cares. Let him say what he wants. Let David Duke say what he wants. Let Hillary Clinton say what, he, what she wants. Let, you know, that dude Maddow say whatever he wants. Let Comey speak after he's indicted. Let him say whatever he wants. I don't care. Because I have the ability to tune them out. They're not force-fed down my throat. I don't have to watch them. I don't have to listen to them. I choose to do so. Because I am a free person. And if I don't want to watch them... I don't have to. If I don't want to listen to them, I don't have to. This is why, you know, even on social media, I've got thousands of people blocked. Thousands. If I'm in on Facebook and I get, you know, people not engaging in dialogue, but just being trolls blocked. I don't need to see you. You don't need to see me. You don't need to be part of my world because I can control that. You can't be forced upon me. This is the rights of a free person. You cannot force something on me. So how is cheering for Louis Farrakhan. I mean, I see people on the right saying, ha ha, he got, no, even if he gets banned, even if I saw that Chelsea Handler was banned, I would not, 
I would probably be one of her biggest advocates. And I can't believe that I'm supporting Louis Farrakhan. But I am. Because if he gets banned, then that gives him... And the only reason they threw him under the bus is because he doesn't really use social media, guys. Nobody cares. <laughs> right? And they just had to make it seem like, oh, yeah, it wasn't like a... Bi- it was like a bipartisan thing. It wasn't political. See, we banned Louis Farrakhan. You know, uh, you know, if they ban Rosie O'Donnell, Chelsea Handler, Alyssa Milano, you know, uh, you know, and balanced it out a little bit, they would still have a stellar argument. They're using that. But here's the thing. They used Louis Farrakhan to demonstrate ideologies because now people are recognizing that he is uh, of ugly rhetoric. But on the other hand, every single Democratic candidate has been meeting with Louis Farrakhan. So. Hmm. Maybe it was damage control, so pictures don't get tagged with him uh, on his social media uh, because it's causing damage to the Democratic 2020 elections, too. Who knows? But what we have to do, what we have to understand is that we believe in freedom of speech, right? But for the past decade, children, and now more ramped up, and people are not all about freedom of speech, but they are about freedom from speech. Meaning that they want to silence speech they don't like. They want freedom from speech, not freedom of speech. So look at look at the play on words here. Freedom from speech. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, that's offensive. Oh, you told me my belt looks ugly. Well, hmm. Oh, that's really hurtful. I'm sensitive. So now we're having sensitivity um, censorship based on the sensitivity. So I find that hurtful. That's totally hateful. You're criticizing my religion. You know, because if you sit down and tell pastafarians, you believe in a pasta monster floating in the sky with spaghetti tentacles, and that I find that ridiculous, dude, you'll probably get banned because that's criticizing an actual religion. You know, even though it may seem silly to you, to them, it's important. Uh, you know, just like many people criticize Christianity or anything. But this is what we have, censorship based on sensitivity. On sensitivity. And, you know, if you look back in time, you have to understand that even Aristotle had explored and defined what a citizen or state in general is. And what we need to understand that wearing the title of a citizen is basically wearing the title of a subject. Now, we say citizen so that we can say that we belong to one government. Yes, I get it. But citizens of the United States or citizens of a state are subject to that area's governance or supreme power over you. And it's usually exercised by one person or by a few that have been supposedly elected um, that are supposed to be governing with common interest. Now tell me, where are these few or the ones right now today when we have had an attack on thought Because this isn't an attack on speech, you guys. Speech is the battle. The war is thought. Because they're calling it dangerous. Dangerous speech. And what they have done is isolated a person from society. And, oh, no, they haven't. Laura can walk around and go somewhere. Uh, She's being isolated from society. Society now has moved to the digital era. This is a crime, 
It is a crime to be banned from society without the rule of law. There is no law to say that they have any right to ban someone from society. People are bringing up the cake and all this stuff and religious belief of a private company. They keep saying Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are private companies. Well, they are public companies. They are public companies owned by many. They are traded as public companies on the stock market. They are, sa- they are safe from whatever anybody publishes because they're not publishers. They're safeguarded under the 230 section. So what is going on here? We need to analyze exactly what happened. You guys need to understand exactly what's at stake here. Um, I'm breaking for a short break, and I'll be right back with more. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. 
Welcome back to the Tory Says Show. Um, so we'll continue, and I will tell you exactly where Facebook was getting their, um, they stated that they are under pressure from civil rights group. Guys, aside from the fact that Muslim Brotherhood, aside from the fact that the SPLC, aside from the fact that the ADL, there is one foundation that no one is talking about. It is a foundation that Barack Hussein Obama has been pushing. They are based out of Chicago, and they are pretty much, they have something called the Dangerous Speech Project. And they put together uh, research And these are the ones that are um, pushing this. So a woman named Susan Banesh, she noticed similarities, she said, in rhetoric and political leaders in many countries that have been used in the months and years before major violence has broken out. So she's saying rhetoric that was going on always happened and then violence would happen. Right. So any form of expression, speech, text or images that can increase the risk that its audience will condone or commit violence against members of another group is considered dangerous speech. Guys, are you listening to this? This is like legit. These people have six billion dollars. It's called the MacArthur Foundation. Look it up. Six billion dollars, leftist, leftist, leftist. This woman even went as far as to say, you think McCarthyism is bad? What about MacArthurism? She said that during the 2016 campaign, students at Emory University said the chalked words vote Trump scared them. The word Trump isn't hate speech in my opinion, but it can imply a threat and so fear Trump. Trump, Trump, how a president's name can become a racial jeer and thus dangerous speech. Are you listening? I've been sitting on this and waiting because Bench was describing that there is something called dehumanizing language, and that is the hallmark of dangerous speech. Dehumanizing language, like what? Calling people roaches? Calling our president that man, maybe? What about yours, maybe? But the thing is, dangerous speech is something that is fairly new. This has not even been brought up. Like, who decides where dangerous speech is? And they say, dangerous speech is aimed at groups. It goes to its audience, and in the group, often, as scholars would call it, are committed to committing violence. The only violence we see is through Antifa. The only violence, bona fide violence, that we have seen and hate speech crimes or hate crimes we've seen are from the left. So here's Facebook using this insane notion of dangerous speech. And they have a website called dangerousspeech.org where they are saying that dangerous speech, uh, you know, is aimed at groups. It promotes fears. It's usually false. It causes harm indirectly. And it's hate speech. And it's the framework of it is that you can't make a list of hate words. It would just be the person. So you have to understand their effect on the audience and how big it is. So if the person has a bigger audience, then that's a problem. So she's put together the Dangerous Speech five-part network. She's put it in a little pie 
thing. The speaker, the message, the social and historical context, the way she does it, and the audience. So what do they do? They target the speaker. They don't like what Laura Loomer has to say because her words attack what? The left. Her words attack what? Radical Islamic terrorism. Her words call out the double standard and the bias. And that is her message. What does her message do? It informs, it advises, it points it out and makes it clear. But here's the thing. In that pie, you need to be able to remove the medium they have. And here's what they did. They removed the medium she has. They removed her from the social networks. So that way nobody can communicate. And here is where I go back to exile. One hand is, you know, there's a, there's a Greek proverb saying one hand washes another, but both wash your face. And basically it's the fact that in, in it's human nature to have the need for sympathy, companionship, support, and a network, socializing. And it's a big thing. And like I said, in, in the caveman era, you know, a man who lived in a cave that was trying to secure his food would find companionship through communication. And he discovered, you know, that, hey, if I go with this dude together, it's two of us. So if we're taking down a lion or whatever, we've got better chances of coming home alive and feeding the tribe. So let's do it together. It's companionship. Now, it's 2019. And as humans, right, we require support. We, it's called the support network. We hear it, you know, from fluffy shrinks, through schools, through anything that people need a support network. You need your friends. You need your family. You need someone to express your thoughts to, um, be critical of your thoughts, guide you. You know, that's what your parents do too. They support you, right? When you're a kid, when you can't wipe your butt, they change your diaper and wipe it for you. They're supporting you, right? So it's, you know, there aren't people at any stage of their life that can be completely independent. You know, um, it could be just, uh, you know, psychological that we feel that we, we are dependent on, uh, social needs, right. Uh, and that we seek them beyond our family, uh, you know, and that we choose people close to us to advise us or to soundboard for us, right. It could be just pure psychological, but I can tell you, uh, loneliness or being alone or not having any human contact is not interesting because there's no diversity in your life. It's just you. Now, you know, someone who is alone and doesn't speak to anyone and is secluded is usually one with, you know, some serious psychological issues or they're just simply a beast, you know, um... So it's necessary sometimes to share our joy, to share pain, you know, share the burdens, because this is how we socialize. Well, in 2019, we do this through social media. We are all so busy. We remotely work. We travel a lot. We're all interconnected in different ways. The majority of um, social interaction right now, according to universities, is done through cyberspace. This is where we share the pictures of our happy moments and share it with friends that we can't be close to because of technology, we can all be far apart, but yet close together. Uh, This is how you can speak with friends from far away and have a virtual coffee with your best friend in France like I do um, because of technology. So we use social media as a mean to communicate. 
So even Aristotle had argued that a man cannot live isolated from other people the way a hand cannot be cut off from the body. And someone who is, you know, completely indifferent to, you know, cohabitating, relationships, or they believe that they're self-sufficient and they just, you know, turn into like monks, but in essence, monks do have companionship and that's God, right? Let's be fair. Then that person is either a beast or God themselves that can remain impartial to human contact. And so loneliness and times that you're in distress, you, you need someone else to reflect these things, right? Uh, you know, no matter how independent you are, you feel better and you feel more empowered when you have someone else there cheering for you or someone else there analyzing a situation for, for you. And when you feel loved and when you feel that if you do fall, someone is there to catch you rather than a hard concrete floor. So socializing is an, is an, is an integral part of the human psyche. So in essence, what Facebook and Twitter have done, what these social media companies have done, is taken away their ability to socialize. Only 25% of social interactions happen offline. The way social media has boomed, it is now in, in our very essence. We check our social media to talk to friends and family. We connect like this. This is a big deal, guys. This is how people work. This is how people function. What they've done, think about it, is taking their right away. It's like throwing them in isolation. They've exiled them from the cyber communities. This cannot be allowed. They've exiled someone. They were jury, judge, everything, and exiled them, claiming that they're being put under pressure by organizations. I urge you to read my article about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being doffed. Look it up on ToriSays.com because I break down the American Defamation League's report on how right-wingers have committed crimes and murder uh, because of hate. And remember, in that report, they claimed that Nicholas Cruz was was a right winger. They also claimed that boy that converted to to Islam that slaughtered the family was a right winger. I, I kid you not. Like none of that in there had any real right wingers as they like to call them. Because the people that are behind the president, the people that are conservative, do not wish to trample on anyone's rights. They just want to make sure that they have theirs, and they are being upheld. Hate speech is now being defined as any public speech or any expression that defames individuals or groups of people of national, ethnic, racial, religious, sexual, or physical disability reasons. And it discriminates, you know, that kind of speech discriminates against them or, um, you know, are acts of violence against them. So it's like, I don't like this handicapped person. I'm just going to beat them up because I don't like the way they look. Or, hey, you're Hispanic. You need to shut up. And then I punch you in the face. That is hate speech, you know, or excluding someone from a job or saying it, you know, that I'm excluding you because of this. Because you could not like someone just because you don't like them. Period. It could be for whatever reason. It could be for whatever racist reason you want.
whatever racist reason you want. Because for me, for example, and I know I probably have listeners like this, but for me, you know how there's people that are scared of clowns or whatever. For me, I don't take kind to people. I do not like you. I cannot talk to you because I am repulsed by people that have megalostomia, that have really big mouths. Like it's like a thing. So if someone has like a big mouth, like a big mouth, not like yaps, you know, but like it's big, like you see it. It's like gigantism of a big mouth. I I, I can't, I can't associate with you. I can't look at you. I just can't. And that's me. And I say it and it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just like, it's like clown phobia. For me, it's a mouth thing. Don't ask why. I don't know. I've just had that all my life. Um, so the right and freedom of expression is always subject to restrictions, they say, right? And it's like, you know, libel, slander, defamation. That's not protected by freedom of expression, right? And you can actually be punished for it. That's correct. But in these, in this, in the past decade, there's been like a very punitive attitude attacking you know, free speech, free expression. And people are considering penal provisions uh, that ex- that are already present in penal codes of, you know, democratic republics like ourselves, um, but that they're not sufficient enough. And what they want to do is criminalize hate speech. And so hate speech can be criminalized if it's externalized, right? If it's externalized, it can be penalized. If you're inciting violence against a group, if you're causing them, you know, to lose a benefit, a job, yes, it can be externalized and there is enough in the penal code. So asking for more is weird. But for any nation that considers themselves a democratic republic or a democratic state, to punish for any hate speech reasons is repulsive in itself. Because if you have a punitive attitude placed as a roadblock to allow someone to have the freedom of expression, it's the criminalization of hate speech that is the actual offense. So this rise of demand of hate speech prosecution is in itself a crime. It is a crime against our innate right to freedom of thought and speech. Now, remember, again, externalized hate crimes, right? Hate speech, externalized hate speech, because speech is written word, spoken word, and, you know, what you do, your actions. That's freedom of expression, the way you act. You dance, you punch, you know, whatever. That is your action and your freedom to express that thought, So there are already laws in place that do this. So there's a dilemma. I mean, our First Amendment, the Amendment to Freedom of Speech, and it's first for a reason, and this is why we have the second one, to protect the first, rejects any criminalization of anything that is considered today in 2019 hate speech. It rejects it immediately. So people like myself, who are opposed to criminalizing hate speech. I reject any idea of additional restrictions on freedom of speech. I'm sorry that we have enough laws out there to cover it. If you have 
uh, you know, been defamed, slandered, libeled, lost an opportunity, lost a job, couldn't rent an apartment because of hate speech or a bias or racism. There are laws already there. We've got title codes there for companies that take tax dollars or get tax relief. So that's pretty much everybody in the nation that owns a business. And we also have laws that cover this discrimination laws. So we don't need hate speech. In a democracy, in a republic that's free, of, with free people, it means that every single person is able to express their views publicly about anyone and anything. And remember, I can talk about my neighbor if I want to. I can call them any name in the book. But I have to know that there are defamation laws. And if I say anything that is untrue of my neighbor, if I incite any violence against my neighbor, they can sue me and they can criminally prosecute me. So in essence, yes, every single person in our nation has the right to express their views on a public platform, wherever they want, a public platform, wherever they want. That be cyberspace, that be in the tangible world, that be in the street, that be anywhere. They can say whatever they want and they can strive to persuade others too. That's their prerogative. You know, I can, I can walk outside right now and stand out on the corner of, you know, whatever, a federal building and start telling people that, you know, the pasta monster in the sky with the tentacles is coming down and he's going to bring the rapture on everyone. And I can sit there and do that. I'm allowed to do that. In England, you're not actually, they arrest you now if you preach the Bible or anything on a corner because people are entitled to freedom from speech. Okay. Our country has the freedom of speech. Okay. Now as a Republic, we have to allow and tolerate extreme speech. I mean, free speech is ugly, disgusting. You know, I can't stand some of the, the vile things that I see coming out of Rosie's Twitter or hearing her or Matto crying and whining or what Hillary Clinton, I live rent free. I, I hate it. I loathe it. It makes me sick. But I have the right to turn off the channel and I'm not superimposed to do it. And if I'm standing right next to Alyssa Milano or any other clown, for example, that expresses their freedom by wearing heavy vanilla, you know, scented perfume, I can walk away so I'm not choked by that smell, right? Because that's expression, right? Not saying that free speech you can hear and you can't smell it, but their expression of their speech, which is, I don't know, I'm feeling vanilla y can be done to prove me. I'm just trying to say that we have to tolerate everything. If someone wants to smell like crap, they're entitled to do so. And I'm entitled to move so I don't have to smell them. If someone wants to sing and dance and, you know, out on the street, they can do so. I don't have to stand there and watch them. I can move along. If someone wants to have sex on the street, well, that's indecent exposure, but it's their right. I don't have to stand there and watch. So basically, if we allow speech to be criminalized, speech to be labeled danger, we're pretty much canceling out the First Amendment, period. We have to allow them to say whatever they want. So any supporter of criminal punishment for hate speech 
you know, they claim that they're defending dignity and social reputations of groups or individuals or those that are less vulnerable. And, you know, they're saying, oh, they're devaluing groups like Muslims and gypsies and homosexuals. And, you know, it, we need it. It totally takes a toll, a toll on equality of people. And that undermines our democracy. And this is why we need to restrict what free speech is. And those people consider that criminal punishment of racist speech is imperative to prevent hate crimes. Now, here's the thing. A hate crime is a discriminatory crime. We already have legislation for that. So saying that you're supporting people to do things, blah, 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 and you're, you know, helping Muslims not feel scared or all this stuff is BS. Because it's not about that. Speech, written word, everybody can write whatever they want. Do you know how many people in the past throughout history have been jailed because they went against Galileo, Copernicus? All these people have been held accountable because they went against the word of who? Those in charge. And we are in charge. Free people are in charge. We are not slaves. We do not have to abide by whatever, you know, my neighbor says. If my neighbor, you know, doesn't like me walking around naked in my backyard, then he shouldn't look. I have a fence. I've done my due diligence, you know, to keep myself private. Don't look. That's my freedom. That's my property. I do what I want. I'm not admitting that I do that and that I have that kind of problem, okay? Just wanted to say that. I'm just saying it's so incredible to consider that we are now labeling speech as dangerous speech. And dangerous speech only derives from ideas. So in essence, the war is on our thoughts. They are telling us that we cannot think that way. This is why on Facebook, if you share anything of Laura Loomer's content, Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, whatever, if you share their content, you will be banned for aligning with their ideologies. You will be banned immediately, immediately. It is extremely difficult for someone to actually point to an idea causing a crime. It's, it's like me saying, oh, I would totally love to see XYZ hung. So if I'm thinking about it, does that mean that I'm really going to go and hang them? Think about it. This is what they're saying, that speech is dangerous. They're saying... That speech is dangerous. They're trying to force us to prevent ideas that don't align with whatever, whoever is pushing this. And those that are pushing it have a lot of money. Specifically, the MacArthur Foundation, $6 billion. They're based out of Chicago. They're supposedly the top ones, you know, that, you know, have access to almost everyone. What we need to do is investigate and see how they spend this money because you know what they also push forward? And I'm telling you guys now, Catholic relief services that bring unaccompanied minors. Remember, every single time we catch someone involved in nefarious activities, either that be of dehumanizing living beings like children and humans, adults, they're usually the ones that are supposedly advocating for them. Because if they control the advocacy centers, 
And you cannot blame them. It's kind of like in Houston right now, and I'm in the middle of that article. The mayor of Houston has, is being the, – the mayoral candidate running against him is exposing how he is getting money from all the strip clubs in Houston, which were found to be participating in human trafficking. Now, to show and, and you know, to, to, to make an argument, the existing mayor now that's rerunning – says, well, I've created all these uh, programs to avoid human and child trafficking because, you know, Houston is like the eighth or ninth biggest port in the state. In in the United States, a lot of things come off those ships, including humans. So now that he has an organization built up and he claims this and that, this and that, he thinks he's scot-free. It's no big deal. I'm I'm advocating for them. If you're advocating for them, then why are you taking money from the people that were found to be exploiting them? So on that note, we will continue. We will delve into the MacArthur Foundation a little bit and then talk about Comey. Because what I heard, and this is a scoop, I've got the three charges that he's going to be charged with. He's already undergoing grand jury. Uh, he was uh, subpoenaed. That's why he came back from New Zealand, set his family up in New Zealand, and now he's here. And he's going to be talking on CNN the day his indictment is unsealed so he can explain to people what's going on. I'll see you all in just a bit. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic. Filtered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, during the break, I was receiving a barrage of messages uh, because what, um, and I thank all of you, and I take it on board, and a lot of the questions are, well, how do we fight this? Well, now that we understand that it's not about what you say or what you post, but it's the ideas that you have, you have to understand the only danger that it proposes the only danger that exists is the danger to socialism. So your ideas of freedom, your ideas of liberty, your ideas of embracing free speech and using the, con- the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights is our shields against suppression of speech is what they don't like. And they are doing as they wish right now. Political correctness. That's how it all started, right? 
universities where, you know, people go to become leaders of tomorrow, to take over and success, uh, you know, bring our country into success and, and move things along are now the advocates for protecting people from speech. There was an, uh, a, a foundation of individual rights in education, FIRE. There was a study that was done, and it showed that over 50, 55% of public universities and 59% of private universities have speech codes on their students because of new Department of Education guidelines in regard to speech. So they have to have speech codes put in by you know, uh, you know, a certain time to make sure that everyone is safe from speech. Are you guys getting this? This is about ideologies. This is about shaping people of what they're allowed to say. If you are not allowed to even hand out the Constitution in California on university campus, you know that, right? If you hand out the Constitution, you are in breach of safe speech or freedom from speech. On Constitution Day, which is, what, what day is it? Um, the 17th? You're not allowed to, you know, go to your free speech zone and, (laughs) well, maybe you can, and you can talk about what you can or cannot do. In Hawaii and California, same thing. You know, they will exclude people from events if they are, you know, there. There's something called a trigger warning. Uh, You are not allowed to say things that... um, cause a- mental anguish to people, uh, people that they have labeled as, you know, vulnerable populations. Uh, there's something called a microaggression. So that means anything you say, anything is racially insensitive. Kind of like, um, you know, if I ordered my coffee Puerto Rican, they'd be like, oh my God, that's so racist. And it's like, but that used to be okay. Like I remember as a kid, you know, when I was like, I wanted coffee. I'd go through McDonald's drive-thru and my mom would be like, what do you want? I'd be like, oh, I want a coffee. So the lady would say, how would you like it? I was like, Puerto Rican. She's like, I get it. Tan and sweet. Got it. No big deal. I was poking fun. That's racially insensitive. That is a microaggression. Actually, that can get me thrown in jail in a few European countries too, just for saying it. So what we need to understand is that this isn't about the words that we're using. It's the thoughts that we have or what we find acceptable and what we don't find acceptable. So, for example, I'm Laura Loomer and I find that radical Islamic terrorism is bad. I tell you that Ilhan Omar is a shady character. She doesn't follow the laws. She incites violence. She hates America. She hasn't even said one thing good about the country she's supposed to be serving. Her um, her constituents are where we have central recruitment for radical Islamic terrorism. I mean, that speaks volumes in itself. So I talk about it. I criticize about it. And I'm actually criticizing a member of the government too, along with the ideology of radical Islamic terrorism because I can I can hate that, right? I could talk about that just like I can talk about how I hate the Ku Klux Klan, you know, and I don't like them and I don't like their ideologies. I could talk about it. I could talk about white supremacy. I could talk about that. I could talk about anything I want because I'm allowed to. But the thing is, it's because I think I can talk about anything I want to. I'm dangerous. 
because I believe that I'm allowed to say whatever I want, no matter how many people it triggers, I am dangerous. This is the whole point. So let's just take an intermission and finish our song. about guys freedom the ability to actually believe that you are free that idea needs to exit this is what they're telling you they are telling you you are not free you cannot do as you please this is not america 
that you think it should be. It's our America. Freedom. Being free makes no exceptions on who's allowed to be free and who's not. Freedom of speech doesn't say what you are allowed to say and what you cannot say. It tells you you can say whatever you want. Now, there's other laws that will pick up if you use discriminatory expression of speech. If you use libel, defamation, slander, whatever, there's other laws. But... In essence, you have the right to say anything you want. So how do you fight this? That is the question that I'm being asked. How do you fight this? Report it. Talk about it. Express how this is suppressing your freedom. Send an email to your senator, to your congressperson. I believe that this is an attack on any freedom. The First Amendment does not say that you are protected to speak just against your government. I am allowed to say whatever I want. If I want to sit there and slander you, libel, defamation, hate you, discriminate, I can do it. I have the right to do it. But you also have the right to use criminal codes against me if I do any one of those things. If anything that comes out of my mouth, Anything that I write does not fall into one of those categories. Too bad. I'm a free person and I can do what I want. That's the way it goes. So bottom line is you have the freedom to say whatever you want. You can say that you want to go kill someone. There's a law for that. It's called a threat, right? (laughs) Threat of bodily harm, right? So again, we have to separate these things. The ultimate Law, the rule of law says, I am a free person and I can say whatever I want. And now there are laws to counter just how far that freedom can go without imposing harm on another, correct? Now, one may argue, well, Facebook's a private company. They can, no, 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 no. Facebook is not a publisher. Facebook is protected by section 230. So I can write whatever I want and they can't be held accountable for it. They are simply the people that are terrorizing you. Right now, if I share something on Facebook that's Laura Loomer's, my account is banned. They have instilled fear in me like the communists do, like socialists do, like slave owners do, that if you do this, I will do that to you. I dare you. If you do this, you will be banned and exiled from the social community. How dare they decide that they have the right to remove someone from a social community. They exiled these people. They exiled them. It is unacceptable. Not in our America. In our America, we have the right to a free public platform. How is, if, if Facebook is not a free platform, then they should be held responsible for everything that's published. They should not be protected under Section 230. We should be able to sue them for everything out there. If someone calls me a a bitch, I should be able to sue Facebook for allowing that on there because that's slanderous to me. And suddenly the lawsuits will rain. They can't have their finger in both pies. For all those clowns out there that think they know what they're talking about, take a seat and learn. 
Because when I see people saying, well, yeah, Louis Farrakhan, he's like father of Islam and he's pushing it. Nobody cares. He could be the father of Satanism. He has the right to be on there. He could say whatever he wants and people can draw their own conclusions. He can have a following of 50 million and you'll be like, why is this even happening? But he has the right to do that. It's at the point that he says, everybody go out there and kill people. Then that's a crime, right? That's inciting violence. That's threatening bodily harm. He could say whatever he wants. If he's out there saying, rape children, totally a crime. But he could say whatever he wants. What has happened is the first blow to the real war. And that war is the attack on freedom. The right to be free. For all of you just moseying along, oh, well, you know, Alex Jones was inflammatory. Paul Joseph Watson with the stupid map doing this. Like, I've been reading tweets. Laura Loomer, she's so in your face, and she just goes to people's and asks them questions. Well, what are you doing sitting on your fat ass on a chair giving commentary on things you don't know about? Why aren't you out there asking for the truth? You're sitting there commenting and saying your opinion. I can't stand that. I don't need to see it. I'm blocking you. That's the way it goes. See, that person has their right to free speech and say things like that, right? Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, my gosh. He's so racist. Even though he's white, married to a black man, and he's Jewish, he's so racist, so inflammatory. He needs to be removed. This is how it starts because then later... Now it's just removing you completely and dehumanizing you. So they are no longer human beings. They no longer are entitled to any enjoyment of social interaction or being in the community, the global community. They have exiled them from the global community. This is step one of dehumanization. Later, they will just execute people. That's totally fine. They deserved it. All they did was spread hate. I'm fine with them dying. What, you think that's not far ahead? (laughs) That would have already been here if Hillary Clinton were president. Right now, I would probably be on these airwaves, maybe, if not taken out sooner, for refusing to comply with something in 2016. I will speak of it one day for refusing to do things. You know, lots of people were called to duty in 2016, just saying. Maybe I would have been dead. Today, if I wasn't dead and Hillary Clinton were president, this is what we'd be talking about. People being in prison for speaking up against her. People being executed for inflammatory remarks. Is this what we want? Is that what people consider a utopia? You know, where it's all sterile and we don't talk about feelings and we just do because it's the best for the greater good. That's what freedom is. To be told how to operate in these fake Stepford Wives type environments this is the sick left the people that have no guidance no drive no ability no skin no no thickness on that skin tissue thin tissue thin because they cannot fathom a life without direction this is why they're sitting in their mom's basements this is why they're getting degrees in gender studies and then wondering why they can't get a job this is why they can't contribute to society because no one took them by the hand and said listen you little punk 
focus. You need to study. No, you can't sit there and hug trees. You can save the trees by becoming an ecologist and determining how we can scientifically put forward programs to assist them. Hugging them and protesting and out showering and putting dreadlocks in and not shaving your armpits is not a way to show that you're an ecologist. An ecologist has a degree, understands statistics, understands probability, and A real ecologist would be able to tell you that what we have at the southern border is by definition an invasion because, you know, they they talk about species invasions and migrations and migration. Just saying. So these are useless human beings because they were raised as such. Because the only way to control a population is to break the infrastructure of society. To dehumanize people and humanize those that produce nothing. Those that are the most productive will be frowned upon. Those that take life by the bootstraps will be frowned upon. It's those that require our help that we should focus on. Corrupt the infrastructure of our society and our community. Bankrupt our nation from morality and financially, but like moral and fiscally bankrupt. And then... You can assign duties and have your subjects in order. You know, back in the days, slave owners used to cut the tongues out of slaves when they didn't want them speaking. They would even put iron bits in their mouth to shut them up. This is exactly what Facebook and Instagram did. This is exactly what they're doing to you. They're giving you the muzzle. They're saying, oh, you want to speak? Go ahead. I dare you. Then you will not be able to engage with the global community. Oh, you want to talk to your mom that's, you know, on the other side of the United States? Well, you can't because you're not allowed to because we said so. Because you're hateful. So you shouldn't be allowed to engage in the global community because you are hateful. Out of the billions of people on the planet, you are removed like cancer. How dare they? This is what is at stake. Freedom. And if anyone allows it to just go by or anyone sitting there applauding that Luis Farrakhan was removed, you don't deserve freedom because you don't understand what's at stake here. I'm glad that Donald Trump Jr. talked about it. I'm glad that the president retweeted the art, you know, the posting from Breitbart on Instagram. This is something we need to address immediately. They will silence everyone for the 2020 elections. They know what's to come. I mean, Comey's being indicted next week. Uh, Actually, he's already been, he's at the grand jury now. His appointment with Anderson Cooper is to tell the world his side of the story and how he had a duty to leak information and how it wasn't really that classified that he couldn't give it to his friend to give it to the New York Times because those are the charges filed. And you know what's funny? The grand jury was in another state. Now it's being moved to the Eastern District of West, of, of Virginia. You know what happens at um, EDVA, right? Yeah, you guessed it. You won't see anything. It's just been moved there. So we're waiting for the unsealing of this indictment and these charges. You know, and what sucks is, is that he gets a press conference afterwards to sit down with his buddy Anderson Cooper. They both love latex, both of them. And sit down and discuss his side of the story. Because see, he should have more dignity. He shouldn't be arrested with guns drawn. This is why he went to New Zealand, set his family up, hooked them up, kept them away from it. 
gave them an identity so they can live there freely from being known as going. Well, the thing is, his daughter is working on the Southern District of New York team as a U.S. attorney that's investigating Trump. When are we going to fix that? I mean, her daddy's indicted. She's even more motivated to do something. Can we fix that, New York? Can we do something about that? Where are my people contacting New York senators, governors, even if it falls on deaf ears and say, why is she on the case? Her daddy's just been indicted. Well, we have to wait for that, don't we? Because that's coming first. There's a whole different case on that. Because he leaked information, remember? He gave it to his buddy and leaked it. That's against the law. I mean, they had a sailor locked up for taking a selfie in the submarine. And he's going to get away with it as FBI director just giving out paperwork to people that don't have the clearance to see that paperwork? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Hmm. What a weird world we are in right now. I feel like we're in hell. Honestly. We have all these organizations and people and all this money, $6 billion of MacArthur Foundation dollars within our own nation being distributed to do what? Determine dangerous speech, traffic children from countries, or wait, they don't say that. They say to offer aid to unaccompanied minors from other nations. Fund this charade called climate change to find findings that will urge us to fund climate change prevention. Seriously. How are they still there? Who is not looking into them? Why aren't they being looked into? You know, they claim that we would never do anything that would make us look partisan We make sure that we're independent. We will never accept funding that creates a real or perceived conflict of interest that compromises our academic and editorial freedom or conflicts with our values. Then why are you working with the Obamas? Why are you working with the Clinton Foundation? Oh, and by the way, Mozilla. We'll talk about that after the break because, you know, a lot of us are concerned about the Google browser. So am I. I don't use it. It stalls. It records a lot of information. I'm more of a brave user. Um, <clears throat> but Firefox, believe it or not, a couple of years ago held a joint, uh, I would say, conference with the Clinton Foundation, the MacArthur foundation and themselves talking about badges and how they track information and cyber guys you have no idea just how far reach and how intricate the plot to maintain this illusion of freedom when in essence we are slaves is it is massive it is so expansive it is so intricate there are so many facets to it that you can't fathom it and now the only reason we can seek more clearly the only reason we can be heard and and talk to each other and communicate these notions is because they're getting aggressive. Why? Because the clock is ticking and it's our turn. Their way of place is done. They realize that it's all coming down. 
but they still are holding on hope because you know in this day and age money makes the world go round and this is why if we crush the federal reserve they won't even have the money please do it and Stephen miller wouldn't we need to do it we need to do it and i feel like we're being stymied and it's like it's gonna happen because he did all this with his hands tied behind his back with his feet bound together with a roadblock that would watch every move as well as eradicate any evidence showing opposition. We're going to get this done. We've got a good leader there and we got to keep him there. Maybe we should start pushing out the whole Trump Flynn 2020 because I don't see Pence standing up any longer. I mean, even sailors didn't want to clap for him. Nobody likes him because we all know. After the break, we'll talk a little bit more about MacArthur and get into the whole Comey situation. I'll see you all in just a bit on Red State Talk Radio. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219. 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. MyPillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable MyPillow is with its patented interlocking fill. MyPillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 
800-961-9194. Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Welcome back to the Tory Says Show. This is the last half hour and it's Friday. And guys, you know, I have been waiting to see. Um, I knew that there was a small indictment to be coming out and I'm searching the justice website to see if it's dropped. My sources are always good, but just like last Friday, it happened after 5 p.m. And I see the DOJ completely silent. Like they've published absolutely nothing, and it's you know it's like almost two o'clock in the afternoon, and there's no press release, no trials, no arrest, and I urge you to go to d to justice.gov/news and see that they publish a few things a day, and there's absolutely zero on there right now, um, in regards to. Um, Filings. Now, we do see that three Germans allegedly operated dark web marketplace uh, that uh, comes out of California, uh, you know, German nationals that they're doing, uh, you know, that they're, they've filed against, the U.S. attorneys did. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, insurance investment fraud that was yesterday, they've got nothing going out. It's just the U.S. Attorney's Office in L.A. that came out with three Germans who allegedly operated a dark web marketplace with more than one million users face U.S. narcotics and money laundering charges. Ah. Speaking of that, um, in the United Kingdom, there were a lot of Chinese um, parcel companies. One is called Parcel Logistics uh, that was based in Portsmouth then moved somewhere else. Uh, those were actually shut down in the United Kingdom. They were the ones that were selling and mailing off uh, fentanyl to the United States. I just thought I'd tell you guys that. I don't have the capacity uh, to, you know, write about it, but that's basically what happened. Um now, the president, or, or just a, a little while ago, tweeted out that he had a very long, good conversation with Putin on the telephone. And like you said before, uh, before the witch hunt started, you know, he was getting along with Russia, China, everyone. And that's not a good thing, not a bad thing. I mean, you know, that's that's fair. Russia didn't do anything. Russia, if anything, would want Hillary Clinton because they already had a game plan for that regime in the United States and what was to come. So, you know, he says that they talk about Venezuela, the Ukraine, North Korea, nuclear arms control, and even the Russian hoax. It was very productive talk. So I'm guessing that he's got some more information on that because he said it was productive and they spoke about the Russian hoax. That's a big deal. Now, Venezuela is top deal, of course, because we need um, to figure out how Venezuela can be liberated so then that way the people can boost back their economy and in fairness to other nations that have invested in Venezuela – be able to use that because they need to diversify their energy and they have invested that money. They gave that money already to the Venezuelan government. Obviously, Maduro is using it to gas up cars so he can run over his own people, which is also allowed on Facebook and Twitter. But, you know, dangerous thoughts, right? So shifting gears, Comey. Okay, you guys, just so you understand, Comey's got three charges on him and I'm going to tell you them now. 
He's going to be charged under 18 U.S.C. 1001, and that's for making false statements under oath, which he has multiple times. Uh, leaking sensitive FBI information, that's 26 U.S.C. 7213. And then also the mishandling of that classified information, which is 18 U.S.C. 798. Now, that's a separate thing. He's going down for that. And that is going to be the basis for a lot more. I mean, you know, we have a lot of people that we should get down. Um, Barack Obama for treason, for um, obstruction in a criminal investigation. Um, obstruction, yeah, of a criminal investigation, we're referring to Hillary Clinton. And, uh, you know, misuse of office, misuse of powers, waste, fraud of federal dollars. We have, we have so much. But let's focus on just Comey for now. So the word on the street is um, he was subpoenaed. He came back to the States through L.A., gave a speech that day. And the next morning, he um, presided himself to a grand jury um, outside of Washington, D.C., outside of Virginia, because, you know, you can't do it in D.C. It's got to be outside. So this is where we're coming down now. We have control of the ball. And they're on defense. Their defense is to start painting the picture of rhetoric. Hillary Clinton has been on TV talking about it. Um, you know, uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter bashing down. And I think Twitter has taken a little bit of a step back. It would be great to see them actually reinstate Laura Loomer and, um, and Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones to allow them that free speech platform because this will actually give merit um, to them that there was a fruitful conversation. But that's not going to happen because the Laura Loomer fan club was actually shut down on the eve of uh, Facebook and Instagram's ban. On top of that, anyone that shared the feed of Laura Loomer being at Dorsey's house was also banned. Hmm. Furthermore, just so you guys understand, um, Comey is now going to have his, – his indictment has been done. It has been motioned to be unsealed and then transferring the case to the Eastern District of Virginia because that is where cases like this are tried. So this is coming out this week that's coming. I was really hoping that it would be announced today. Uh, the reason I say it is because I want to see him squirm because he's already got a timeline in his mind of how it goes, but it would be great to just get one up on him and just take the wind underneath his wings and allow people to discuss these things on their own without him coming in to buffer, without him writing another stupid book about how he's f so full of integrity. I mean, what defines morality? Morality is, is something that's innate to someone, you know, it's very personal. It's, it, it's an extremely personal um, matter. And so he claims that everything being done is in common interest. But guys, a king or a queen operates with common interest, right? But mostly it's to fulfill their needs and serve themselves. Kind of like what we saw with Nadler doing with Gates. And that can be argued with Comey because he was fulfilling his needs or his party's needs. I know everybody thinks that he's a Republican. He's totally not. And there are no – Republicans are just as dirty. People are not getting it. They're just as horrible. 
Comey has already gone through the grand jury. We will have the details of those three charges. I wish they were revealed today. Has not yet. That would be probably done with a presser, which I say, don't do it. Just freaking put it on the justice.gov site. Don't even pressure it. You know, just put it out there. Let it be so that people can pick it up and talk about it rather than do a whole press conference. I don't care if he's the FBI director. He's a criminal. He's done a lot more than just that. And that'll come later because as we see, the New York Times is trying to get ahead of the information that's going to be coming out. The information that's going to be coming out on how the Obama administration actively tried to manufacture data, manufacture spy things. And you know what? Maybe it'll be a few of us that may come forward to say how they were approached in 2015. And then in 2016 again to see how they can assist in Operation America. Yeah, you haven't heard that one, right? Operation America. There were a lot of people. And those assets were un- under Operation America. I so have to be careful what I say. You think that the honeypot that they sent to George Papadopoulos is the only one? How many of his friends were hired? Or people he knew through Facebook that he would chit-chat with? People that he knew for a while. Even foreign nationals. Just him? (laughs) You're kidding. And those of you that dare say, yeah, I don't want to be part of that. I'm cool. I actually kind of like, no, I don't want to do that job. Mm. They suddenly lost their job. Injuries happened. I don't know. A lot of things happen. See, they don't like it when they don't get their way. Gosh, I'm so thoughtful. I mean, full of thoughts, not thoughtful for other people being, I'm so full of thoughts because Comey getting his indictment unsealed is a big deal. And we're seeing that the mainstream media is trying to get a leg up on it. Anderson Cooper already knows that he's been uh, through the grand jury, which could also be uh, construed and hopefully uh, is monitored because he is under grand jury jurisdiction under a sealed indictment if he shared that information with cnn i want you guys to just pay attention to the rhetoric of cnn and how they're pushing things um these days uh these next few days because it's really important so that way you understand which angle they're going to give it What angle they're going to give as to why Comey is in trouble. How they're going to make Comey a hero, okay, a hero for leaking that information. That's the thing. How are they going to make Comey a hero? I mean, CNN has already started talking about how uh, President Trump and Putin talked on the phone. They're also talking about how... um, you know, Native Americans are standing up for their rights, excluding the South Dakota governor. Remember, this is showing that you can exclude and you can discriminate against people. I mean, think about it. She just doesn't want another North Dakota access pipeline thing going on. We all know why, because the people from the North Dakota access pipeline are down at the border too. 
look at what they're pushing. You just have to see their feed, how, you know, it's all okay. It's okay to act like that. It's okay to do things as such, as to exclude people, as to threaten people, as to talk down to people, as to separate people, and to leak information appropriately. You you know, a couple of days ago, I tweeted, I retweeted something that Biden said, and I said, are you pandering to China asking him to do something for you? Well, Hillary Clinton actually came out on her own and asked China to hack the IRS and provide Donald Trump's tax returns. Did you guys see that? She did. This is exactly, this is exactly who they've been colluding with. This is exactly the people that hack them all the time just to see what they were doing. They would put worms in there and follow along. Gosh, I'm so, I'm so thoughtful right now that I'm struggling to lay it out. What's to come what is coming, what has started to come is huge. And this has been in the works for two years. It is going to be one after another. And the first one is going to be Comey. Because once we compromise their pride and joy horse and we can get him where we want him, he can provide more evidence that he is reluctant in refusing to provide against the Obama administration's actions of the past. We have to understand that cases such as those of the mid-year exam, Benghazi, because Hillary Clinton talked about it, how she was questioned about it, but yet she sat there and cheered for a man's death, regardless if he is your enemy, as you claim. No human being would ever cheer for death. But I guess it's okay because they're in this position of dehumanization. What is wrong with my thoughts today? I can't even put them together. And I'm probably the only one that knows exactly the state where he went to for the grand jury and the dates of uh, the unsealing that's been filed. And the unsealing will happen once it's transferred to the new court, which I was hoping was going to happen today and thus allow for something to appear on the news cycle so people can start getting rallied up. But on the other hand, do we really want it because we want to focus on what Facebook did? We really want to focus on the attack to our freedom freedom that we didn't really have we just had the illusion and now we're realizing it this is a turning point the old guard is angry and i've said it before the old guard is very angry and the fact that they have william barr who is like super old guard that is not there protecting them is a big deal it seems everywhere i turn there's like more freedom taken away, more transparency uh, being hindered. I mean, even my state, my governor, so disgusting. Legislation put forward a law disallowing our state auditor to actually initiate audits. So he's not allowed to audit things unless someone gives him permission to audit something. And legislators, Republican legislators sat there and said he's supposed to be there to protect us, not expose us. And you would think that the governor would take heed to that and say, hey, man, no, I have to veto that. That's not a good thing. 
what's the point of having a state auditor if they can't audit things, if they're not allowed to look at things, if they have to ask permission to look at things. And that's a problem. And that is a really, really big problem. And I'm just talking state level, federal wise, everything's being stymied. You're not even allowed to speak in your own committee. Adler turns off microphones, ignores people. I wonder what they're going to do when Comey is, his indictment is announced, that he's been charged with X, Y, Z. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to say what? This is the president attacking Comey. This is the president getting revenge. They're not even going to talk about how what he did was an actual crime. They're going to paint it as what a dictator would do, and that is to lock up those before him or those that speak against him. That's what they're going to do. This is why they write these stupid books. This is why they're talking all the time. And this is why they write stupid aimed for idiots op-eds. I am so upset. I'm upset that this is allowed to perpetuate. I mean, I'm okay with someone thinking my president's a dictator as long as he gets it done. And I'm sure there's a lot of us out there that feel the same way. And it's so unfortunate that we have to sit here and coddle those that cannot look at truth as for what it is. God help us. Comey's indictment should be celebrated and instead it will be overshadowed with, oh my gosh, he's just going after anyone that went after him. You know, he's, he colluded with Russia, end of story. You know how good it must have felt to tweet out that me and Russia talked about the Russia hoax? Totally good. I'm sure he felt awesome saying it. I would have too. It is shocking, right? Because it's fiery Friday and the Department of Justice is in full silence mode. There is nothing going on all morning, which means something huge has brewed. I'm really, really, really hoping that the charges against Comey are going to be announced. Or I'm really hoping that something comes out announcing something in regards to this attack on freedom there's got to be something right guys something has to come out and nothing's come out yet nothing absolutely nothing there is radio silence like even reaching out i'm like is it gonna happen we don't know we're trying to figure it out we don't know there's so much going on we don't know that is all the responses i'm getting from my sources This Friday has been silent, guys. There's no inference of what's going on. I mean, we saw that the president retweeted things in regards to the, you know, attack on our freedom uh, by retweeting Maria Baratomo's um, screenshot of the Instagram post by Breitbart where Paul Joseph Watson and Laura Loomer were banned. Um, He's got a great jobs report out. So, you know, he finally did that. Um, You know, pushing out how... The New York Times finally admitted that there was a full spying campaign because they were sending spies to spy on people and entrap them. I mean, and then he talks about the Russia hoax and speaking with Putin. So it's like I'm I'm 
thinking, uh, well, I know that something huge is going to drop today. Kind of like I did know last Friday and it happened like after 5 p.m. Something is happening and it's probably super massive because it's very silent. And the tweets that the president is sending are not themed. I mean, he's he's um, basking in the glory of the fact that you know, he's created more jobs and has the lowest unemployment rate since 1969. That's pretty huge. Okay. That is hats off. Everybody wants to be like America. We are the envy of the world. I've been saying it, but what is going on? Who is going down today? What is happening? That is the question. And it doesn't seem like it's apparent we're just not seeing it come to fruition that quickly. And that for me, I like control. I like to know things. This is why I have sources. Sometimes I share what my sources tell me. Sometimes I don't. What I can tell you is safely tell you is, is that Comey is being indicted. Uh, no, he's been indicted. We're waiting for the transfer of the case and the unsealing of the case. So people will know about it. And this is why he's going to be on Anderson Cooper to tell his side of the story because, you know, there's his side and their side, right? So his side is the mainstream media side, and they're going to say it's just vengeance, it's this, it's rubbish. He had every right to. I mean, these were just personal notes and this and that. So that's that. Unless they really do pull a number on him since they announced that he will be on CNN next week and want to pull the rug out from under him and gives people a run for their money. I have no idea what he's doing. But I'm excited. I mean, who wouldn't be excited to finally see some action? I would actually be more excited if they put him in cuffs. I mean, you have to remember that our president, for example, the tweeting of the spying thing, he was tweeting about it last in 2017 it was before my birthday where he was like oh my gosh he wiretapped me oh my god Obama was doing it like you can't do that that's like illegal um you know a good lawyer would probably like go against President Obama for wiretapping opponents phones during the election um you know this is like Nixon Watergate bad but the other way obviously this is really bad like what has happened is huge. Obama's impeachment is eminent, right? That that is not not going to happen. That's happening. Like it or not, he's going to be banned from being president, meaning what? He is going to be impeached. Banned from the list of presidents. Ah, oh, gosh. Comey Comey's arrest and you know you would think that we would throw up fireworks and be excited but it's so like a dud firework you know like one of those fireworks that kind of like that's how it feels because they're giving him courtesies that he shouldn't be getting now keep your hats on because something is happening some big announcements are happening today over the weekend, it's going to be crazy. Next week is going to be the craziest ride ever. Um, 
<clears throat> on all fronts. I mean, they've pulled out the big guns. They've gotten Hillary on TV. They had him write an op-ed. They booked him for next week. And, you know, the New York Times even wrote about spies, uh, you know, being dispatched globally. But they haven't talked about recruiting old, um, co you know, intelligence community elements or soliciting their services to assist in this, um, uh, how do I say it, Operation America. Uh, you know, they're not talking a lot about Nellie Orr. We're not seeing a lot about Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr is actually going to be indicted too. Um, so this this afternoon and this weekend is going to be a little bit crazy. Uh, and it's going to have to do with this whole Russia hoax thing. So we'll see how they spin it. I'm, I hope that they give us a little bit of pleasure rather than offer so much courtesy to Comey just because he was FBI director. In the eyes of the public, by giving him the courtesy, it insults us because if it was anybody else, they would be treated completely different. And the fact that he was FBI director means that he should have the harshest of treatment, not courtesy. On that note, um, I'd like to say this weekend is crazy. Uh, keep your eyes out because it's going to be huge. Next week is going to move along really, really, really quick. Um, so be ready for that. From all of us here at Red State Talk Radio, I want you to know you can always tune in 24-7. We're here. I'm here 12 to 2 Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, every day. So on behalf of everyone, I wish you guys a wonderful, healthy weekend. God bless all of you and get ready. Because the halftime show is over. And we're ready.